With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. again with the blue testament crew here for another shades of blue soccer show and we're back at full strength your favorite foursome is here again my name is cody bradley and i have in the studio with me tonight Allie trost robert rustert thad bell and how do you know this is their favorite foursome right that's true i mean how could it not be We are that full of ourselves. Well, nobody's better looking, I'll tell you that. But well, we did We did the last one without Allie, so now we've got Allie back. She's got to be like part of the That's right. why I say what I said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually just had a total deja moment, and I don't know if it's like the snack that I have for all of you listening at home. No. I almost Garnettos. No, we've just recorded a podcast before, that's all. You're just remembering the podcast. <laughs> okay. So we covered all of the off-season stuff. In our last podcast, and you should go take a look at that. Did we? We'll link Almost. It. Yeah. 
Yeah, what didn't we cover? I don't know. I don't yeah, remember. All the acquisitions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it was a long time ago. Yeah. 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 We, we did all we, the acquisitions. We, we have added it. a new defender since then. We did. <laughs> yes, we did. The Rwandan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, we did record that podcast a long time ago now, didn't we? Yeah. We have it was a good able, one. Yeah. Haven't been able to get together lately. So. Okay, well, Thad, give me a rundown of the Rwandan. <laughs> Whoa, pressure time. <laughs> I'm on the spot. Guatuba. I can't say his name. <laughs> That's the Rwandan is what we Guatubabi? landed on there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, spelled oddly and pronounced differently, but uh, he looked actually the highlights I saw and what I've little I've heard about him is he's the most like for Ike comp, uh, replacement that right. Sporting has, even though he's not showed up yet. Like for Ike, I could tell you were proud of that line. <laughs> I'm glad you. I'm glad His you were proud of it too. When he said it. <laughs> um, fast, physical, good in the air, uh, but quite honestly, he looked a better passer than Ike. So, ooh, bold. Well, as long as he doesn't resemble Bontas and Beesler yeah. for to make a triplet in the back four. He <laughs> is about as different from <laughs> Beesler and yeah. Fontas Fontas as Fontes, can be. Fontes. Well, yeah, that's so. going to be a very real issue this year. And we were trying to figure out who made that bad pass in that last preseason game. It was Mr. Ilié. Yeah, and we had all three different names. We thought it was there. Ilié was thrown out, Fontes was thrown out, and Beesler was thrown out. So <laughs> it was Ilié. It was Ilié. Mm-hmm. So I was we right the just, first time. We can put that one away. Like he's, I can tell by how he runs. That's that's Ilié. <laughs> okay. But was he wearing long sleeves? Oh, yes, he was. Not anymore. He will no more. I know. Well, yeah. Don't count on it. They said some teams will still have long sleeves for their team. Oh, I thought that was for sale is what they said. But even then, you'll still have the little Under Armour, whatever stuff underneath, the Adidas version of it. Maybe in his contract, have a long sleeve jersey. We don't know. It's possible. <laughs> okay, so. I've heard weirder things. The last Since the last time we did this, probably where one of the biggest things in the sporting Kansas City universe has been the discussion of does Sporting Kansas City spend? Does Peter Vermees spend money? And I think we need to discuss that. Are we bringing his wife in to find out? Let's <laughs> <laughs> go through that last credit statement, Peter. <laughs> I know that uh, we're all going to be similar-minded here. We're going to be like-minded on this one, I think, aren't we? Well, we're going to find out. Well, after you said that, that is over there. He's devising <laughs> his... He's plotting. He's going to be some contrary. How can I be different? No. <laughs> what do you think that we are thinking? I don't know. I'm not even going to claim to have a guess on that. Well, we all read Chad's excellent article. so Yes, well done, Chad. And if you haven't, somehow you should go check it out. Our boy on the ground in, in Arizona. Big help this preseason. Yeah, we uh, used our budget to send Chad to... <laughs> right, that's what we spent our money on. No remote recording equipment for the pod. We're sending Chad to Arizona instead. But uh, Chad is killing it right now in Arizona. If you're not following up on all of the great reporting he's doing out there, be sure to follow him. I don't know what his Twitter is. But he's probably crying now because the team's gone. And yeah, now it's back to us. He's got his moment of glory. Yeah, exactly. We love you, Chad. He did. He took advantage of it though. He made the most of it all. (laughs) Um, Okay, so. How about I'll just start it. I'm going to start it with a logical viewpoint here. You need to. You need to describe the article, at least the 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 basis of it, before you give your opinion, so people know what you're talking about. 
Are, are you going to assign them to go read it before, like in this like next thirty seconds? Well, I've well, got it right I, here. I can give a quick little a little what? open. So, Chad and the Blue Testament took to Twitter asking fans for questions to uh, bring to Peter Vermees's attention. One of the questions across the board was, you know, why doesn't uh, Sporting Kansas City spend money, and not just spend money, but particularly on this on this striker that they had said they'd spend up to ten million dollars on, and so when Chad, on behalf of the Blue Testament, asked Peter Vermees about this. He gave an answer, um, and one of the things he said is something that people forget, and I'm going to read this verbatim. He said, Vermees said, I think what's, what gets lost in the shuffle is that over the years, and it's not just this year and last year, it's over the years Vermees started. What we have done, if you look across our team, we have more players that are making the maximum or more salary than any other team in the league right now, which is true. Sporting Kansas City has nine of those players and the other teams, it's a four-way tie, only have eight, including Atlanta United. So, And if we need a refresher, those p- players are Felipe Gutierrez, Johnny Russell, Christian Namath, and uh, – oh, man, Andrew Fontes. Andreu. <laughs> Sorry. Andreu. Andreu. Sorry, you guys. <laughs> I'm getting back in, uh, back in the groove of these names. Uh, Roger Espinoza, Matt Beasler, Graham Zussi, Johan Guaze, and Gerso Fernandez. So those are the nine – and then uh, behind that would be Atlanta United, Portland Timbers, Seattle Sounders, and LA Galaxy with eight. So the immediate response is they do spend money. They do. <laughs> Just in a different way. It's more spread out amongst players. There's a distribution of wealth. <laughs> than, than focused on three DPs. Can we get Ico Parra's opinion on this in the <laughs> studio, please? I don't know. If, uh, that would be the rest of the pod, I feel like. Ike, where are you, man? Yeah. Oh, we know. Minnesota. Yeah. Well, so I've heard commenters and people on Twitter talk about some, there, that there's an echo chamber of, like, sporting Kansas City pundits. and that So apparently we all are, like, part of a conspiracy that they're feeding us what to say and all of this. But I had not heard this. To complain about the failure of a of signing a DP striker, striker, that is, you can do that. They've said they were they're they're trying to, and they haven't done that yet. But uh, what I've seen is people try to hammer home their arguments or polish it off with like you know, and, the, and so they start exaggerating. And like there was someone on our one of our commenters said, it seems like PV doesn't even care. I just I can't find the words to explain what? how what, what? how wrong that is. Well, what, okay, I'm confused by that statement because I like, like care about this poster's feelings. Like, cause that's like what I'm kind of getting <laughs> right, to. Like, yeah. no, you're correct. Peter Vermees does not care about how you feel <laughs> about this particular issue. You can issue. say that more strongly if you wish. But. Yes, but he does. I mean, he does care. He's showed that in his own way, and yeah, sporting doesn't you know, spend money all in one place. They do spread it out, but obviously Sporting Kansas City fans have shown that they'll be happier with a uh, a striker. Yeah, we all want a striker. We're all on board with that. But, and I, again, I'm fine. You can you can talk about the failure to sign a striker. That's one thing. If you're, if you're being strict and you got to find something to complain about, that's what you complain about. My opinion, you should focus on the success they've had all, over all these years. But just this hyperbole of... of like, You're just echoing them there, Cody. Especially this one of that he doesn't seem to care. Vermees is like one of the most passionate people I've ever seen in my life. The passion for the sport, 
the league, this team, like if nothing else, his job. It's just, it's that's crazy to me to read things like that. Yes, we're all frustrated, but a lot of this hyperbole I see and this, like that he's incompetent in some way. It just it drives me insane. Preach, Cody. Preach. If you want a sign of how passionate, how much he does care, just watch him on the sideline when there's a <laughs> a moderately bad call. Okay, now caring and everything is great, but being right, we're not going to get that answer until what? All the way through the season? Because he's saying Namath is the man. So that's where our answer is going to come. If Namath he's comes saying through. Namath is the man yeah. for right now. Right. He's, but he's kind of hedging his bets on it pretty heavily. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with that. After trading away uh, uh, Rubio, yes, he is betting pretty hard on Namath. But I almost wonder if he's not betting in Namath as much as he's betting in Shallowy and Russell on yeah. the wings. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, but we're talking about the center forward. <laughs> right. well, I, but, I mean, if if it, if it wasn't, you know, for Shallowy and Russell on the sidelines, I don't know if he'd be saying that Namath right. was the guy. There would probably, right. probably be a lot more, you know, looks at. Sure, it's it's not a one man attack. It's it's a team, for sure. And again, they last year with a low scoring forward and a high scoring substitute forward for the most of the season, the team set a record in goals. Yep, with Shallowy and Russell leading that charge. It's so. it's a system whether you like that system or not. Oh yeah, no doubt. It's a about system it. where the wings are the main goal scorers and the center forward was not. Now, if you can get a center forward who can do all the things that Shelton did and all the things that Rubio did and put in goals on a consistent basis, that's where you're going to have to spend money, but you're also going to have to find the guy that, A, Peter considers affordable, B, actually I should re- reorder this, A, considers a team-first guy who will come in and do what needs to be done and do it when he needs to do it, Yep. and B, is affordable, and C probably speaks a modicum of English. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what C would be after that. It's just he puts so much stock on a player fitting into the team. And oh, yeah. when they don't and that's when, something we know. When they don't, they're gone. When they question when they cause some kind of problem, they're gone. And that goes back to Vermees caring. I mean, what kind of co- how many coaches in the league are so, you know, concerned about getting it right and not just getting it right from like an on-field like on-field result but like an off-the-field result too with how the players are interacting and how the whole system works not just when they're on the field playing together but when they're in the locker room training and then everywhere else that they interact no i i got an article that i'm working on will hopefully be out tomorrow sometime but um Everybody remembers Kevin Ellis right mm-hmm. and there was a controversy over when he left and all of a sudden you or all of a sudden he wasn't practicing anymore and then he left and all this other stuff. And there's all these rumors about things that happened and how he was, you know, he was mad and all this other stuff. I talked to him a couple of days ago and when I asked him about that, he was like, well, I don't really want to talk a lot about that. He goes, but he, but, and I'll, there'll be more in the article. But one thing he put in, he very heavily said was people don't realize this is a very special place. He goes, I've been to a couple other teams now and, and I don't want to say I took it for granted, but this is a very, very special place. And he, he reiterated it like four times in different ways about how special this team is. And part of that is the culture that Vermees does. So if he's not signing some center forward because ah, maybe he's affordable and he scores 17 goals in the championship, but he doesn't think that that guy is the right fit to come in and 
not be a prima donna or not fit, not, uh, you know, carry his weight or not be a good citizen in the community or any of that stuff. The guy's not getting signed, even if he could come in and score 30 goals. He's not, it's not happening. If you want a coach that does that, then you're going to have to go find somebody else. Yeah, and all of the people who are mad that they're not taking that risk and just spending a bunch of money on someone who might not be that guy, they you, you have to at least acknowledge the continued success that every single year they're competing for something and they give us those exciting moments literally every single year. And you, you have to acknowledge that there is a huge risk with that from a small market team that if they do go spend $5 million even, that that could end up hindering the team for a couple years to where we're not competing for anything. Exactly. And and that's a really good point is he's modeled after teams and coaches that he admires that have consistency over year, over year, year after year. I know people want to hate new England, the Patriots and, and pointy ball, but Belichick does it and does it and keeps doing it. Yes. He has a superstar quarterback, but it's not that one guy. He keeps replacing guys year after year around him, and they keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know there's other people that he's modeled, you know, like uh, Andy Reid when he was with Philadelphia. Because, um, I mean, he's a, he's a multi-sport fan, so he watches these things, and he's a, he watches how those other coaches have done things, and he's studied them. And he also looks at other coaches in soccer around the world who have repeated success. I mean, you can look at... Uh, Alex Ferguson at Manchester United. Yes, they could spend money over top of almost anybody else, but there was three or four other teams that could spend that same kind of money, and they didn't have that same success. So he looked at how those guys model that success. And he's he's building the team. He's building the organization, the academy, the Rangers, all these things to have sustainable success. You're going to have ups and downs even with that. You're not always going to be at the top, but if you can keep coming back to the top without having to reach completely rebuild that's the success he's looking for but last year finally something that needed to be corrected was they did not lose in the first game of the playoffs on an away leg that had to be corrected and it was and i'm fully confident it will be this year as well i'm fully confident we'll finish in the top four in the conference okay any final thoughts on this discussion last words actually slightly different discussion you brought up the that some fans think that there's an echo chamber out there i don't I think maybe in some cases, yes, because we all admire Peter for what he does. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side of it, how many arguments did we have last year, whether it should have been Rubio or Shelton or, you know, and we were going back and forth and sometimes changing our minds and stuff like that. We're not always echoing what Peter starts. Okay. I don't always like the moves he's made. Quite honestly, we didn't, I did not like picking up Namath last year because he had, had diminishing returns in what he, in his performance and he was a high dollar amount. Okay. Now I will be happy to be proven wrong this year. If he goes out and scores 12, 15 goals and 12, 15 assists because he's combining so well with people, I'll be happy to be proven wrong. Maybe his injury was holding him back. Maybe his happiness of being away from this very, very special place. Maybe all of that come into play, but last year he did not, his little stints at center forward, were underwhelming to me. Especially so, especially in that Portland game. Mm-hmm. There, How much extra time was there? I think it was uh, about 10 minutes, maybe just shy. And it's Namath in the center, Johan and Gerso. Yeah. Those are the three up top. Nothing. Yeah. 
And I would have greatly preferred to have Johan in that spot, quite honestly. Okay. So it does all depend on Namath, it seems like, <laughs> on if Vermees is a genius or not. <laughs> so let's just go ahead and move into the, all the preseason action and start with Nemo. What have you guys thought of him so far? Well, I thought that last preseason game, if it's okay to start there, was the, and I may be wrong here from memory, the most complete preseason performance we've had in Definitely. years. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's first against the MLS competition, but that was a, minus the first 10 minutes, was a very strong performance against an MLS team that is is, is a strong side. It was. A, a lot of those, the defense looked just horrendous. <laughs> but yes, it's still even that being said, like they did take advantage of each of those right. mistakes. So. Right. Well, sometimes you have to wonder if the defense looks horrendous because they're bad or because you're just eating them up. Well, yeah, but like I'm just the one I'm thinking of is the chip, Namath's chip over the keeper. Like the very last, yeah. No, he had no business get the ball getting through there. Like he didn't <laughs> exactly, really yeah. do anything. <laughs> the guy just missed the ball that went right yeah. through. But, Agreed. But still, again, like class finish. Like they we pounced on it, and that's. Yeah. Something we've lacked in the past. Actually, yeah. I, I will give some some credit to Nemo on that because he made the run and then he cut. And yeah. the guy probably thought he was doing something different. So he misread it and it was clear he made a mistake. Yeah. But I think Nemo added to that mistake. But no, the ball movement was, was crisp and fast and from side to side and had variety to our attack and it, it looked good. And there were, there were runners crashing the box. I mean, yeah. there were different people going forward. They were overlapping. It, that was what was nice was the the first goal that Nemo scored he was actually outside the box when every like, there was like three players crashing in the box and Gerso played it back out to him even Sonovic looked dangerous going forward <laughs> hell yeah are you getting playoff Seth in the preseason <laughs> so is it possible Nemo will be the guy that we're all hoping I have more hope now after seeing that game that he could be I was going to say he's going to be that every game or anything else. Quite honestly, if he, I'm less worried about him scoring than I am with him combining with other people, and he looked really good at that in that game. All four goals he touched, okay? So, And there were several other opportunities that he was involved in passing that could have been at least a decent shot later. Well, I talked a little bit about with Peter about this, and you were there. Um, the adjustment time last season he had that Fontas had with the team coming into this year – Adding two MLS veterans in Wallace and Rowe, who already know the league, very important that we have all those things clicking this year, you know. I think this will be very beneficial. So do we have any surprises, people that played well that we weren't expecting? Seth? No. Um, <laughs> and that's, not, that's not trying to be critical of Seth because we know he's good defensively, but he was looking good offensively that day too. Uh, Gerso looked really good that day. Yeah, that's he what was, I was going to say. Was, yeah. Um, Save for one little thing, but okay. <laughs> Sorry. What was, what was that? Eve. You saw the one where he took it down beautifully out of the air. He cuts to the right. He's got a beautiful right-footed shot set up. And what's he trying to do? Stay close to your microphone. Flick Bob. it with the outside of his left foot <laughs> because he has no right foot. <laughs> I know. I saw that play. And it's still it's the same thing with him always. It's still going to be the same it thing. It is. He's killing it, killing it. looks amazing. And, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Exerts so much energy. But <laughs> uh, Were we disappointed by anyone? Ilya. Yeah. He made the bad pass for their goal, and he made probably about – 
eight other bad passes that day. I don't – I'm still not worried about that, though. Didn't well, say I, I was worried. You just asked to – I know. I'm just – I just have that much faith in Ilya. Yeah. Well, what I think the worry is is on the counter. I mean, we have to have strong midfield tacklers and, well, some speed. And I'm not sure Fontes is, you know, Ike back there as far as recovery goes. And because Ilya is not the strongest tackler uh, of a game of, of a ball on the counter, etc., so that worries me a little bit. Yeah, I I do think we're going to give up more goals this year. Yeah, the that connection that backline had last year was was key, and it'll take time for Fontes to get on that. Well, the question is, is that going to be balanced out though by the better ball control that we will probably have through Fontes? That's the question. I think yes, that it will. The better ball control will be balanced out will help balance out that issue. I wonder, because we haven't got to see Wallace yet in a preseason game, because right. all the preseason games that he was in were not streamed. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to just, this is a, a, a wonder, this is a question and for how he gets used, perhaps. Mm-hmm. If you watched the national team under Burhalter, he used a right-back Lima, who actually came into the middle a lot when they were in possession. Um, at least in that first game. I don't remember if he did it in the second game as much. But Lima came in, and he basically was like an extra D-mid kind of guy when the team was in possession. When the team lost possession, he was hoofing it back to his right-back spot. I almost wonder if Wallace, because he is fast, and he's now probably the fastest guy on that back line. Oh, yeah. If he, instead of going as far forward, or when he goes forward, maybe Beasler and Fontes drop back a little bit farther, but perhaps when the, the, the... it's in the middle or going a little bit farther forward. Perhaps Wallace drops just a little bit farther back, and he's the cover guy now instead of uh, Ike was the cover guy for breakaways. We haven't been able to see those in games. And that's just a it was just a thought after having watched how Burhalter used Lima that maybe Vermees could use Wallace that way. Com- completely could be different and may not. But. To counteract that, of course, I'm sure they're working on this preseason is when we do lose the ball and the other team's in, pressuring right away and making sure they don't get out on the counters easily. So I'm sure that's a focus. And Tim will be a sweeper keeper. (laughs) Yikes. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see, though, with Namath, like his defensive abilities because, you know, he's kind of filling that role for Kyrie and Rubio, who were two very different players and had very – unique skill sets and what they brought. So it's not like he's going to be the only answer. I'm sure Johan will fill in that position from time to time. But, you know, Kyrie was, as the discussion of Kyrie Shelton that we've had on this podcast time and time again, but that first line of defense up top, will they get as much of that with someone like Namath and even, you know, Shallowy, not as as strong, uh, you know, in that area when you look at this front line now. This last game actually made me optimistic for Namath doing that more. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, there was times I saw him all the way back in Sporting's 18 area. Uh, not a lot, but he was all the way back there a few times collecting a ball and being involved in that play before heading the other way. That mm-hmm. might be why he was like the last guy coming into the box on that one he scored. I don't remember, but he was back there. He was doing some of that stuff that Shelton was going way back there for mm-hmm. that Rubio didn't go back as right. much for that stuff. So maybe – Maybe he is getting that. Maybe that's been worked into him now, or yeah. maybe he's just fit enough now to do it. I don't know. Well, I would I would say that's the reason Vermees is going with him is that he saw that, yes, he is going to be doing all that. One thing I was disappointed about in the last uh, preseason game was we didn't get to see Roe play. 
and I'm yeah. really excited oh, yeah. to see what he can bring. He played a lot for Roger in the other games, but mm-hmm. uh, I can also see him as late defensive replacement for Ilya. Because, yeah. you know, A, he's got enough ball skills, I believe, to do Ilya's job well enough, but maybe a little more of a ball hound, maybe yeah, a little more of a defensive guy. And, oh, more defensive than Ilya? Yeah, as far oh. as tackling and, and a ball hound, you know. Well, I was yeah, just thinking I because Maybe. he can... I, that's why I didn't get to see him play, so I was a little disappointed to see. I, w- I was just thinking he could be a good replacement for Ilya at a certain point if they are trying to go forward or they need to attack a little more because he can do that role, but he's also going to be yeah. offensively minded as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just wanted to see him play. We didn't get I to. I still see yeah. Roe more as a replacement for Felipe or Roger. I, I, I don't think you'll see him back there, really. But um, they all have defensive responsibilities. and They do. Yeah, it's yeah. just that... Ilya's is a little more positional than oh, it yeah. is tackling, quite honestly. I mean, he makes some good tackles once in a while, but... So is the question still who's going to replace Ilya if we need him? <laughs> we need to replace him? That's still the question. <laughs> Kuzane. Kuz. Hmm. Now, it, you could uh, you could flip, and Vermees did this in the past. He would flip the tri- the middle, the midfield triangle, essentially, where now you have Ilya back by the back line and... Roger and Felipe kind of going forward. He could flip Roger and Felipe back and put Roe up top, and those guys could be kind of a dual double six yeah. mid you know yeah. defensive pivot. There's flexibility there for sure. Um, so there's there's that, but I quite honestly wonder if we will see Roe a lot this year with uh, giving Roger a lot more rest. Probably because that's he's been replacing him, and yeah, I was kind of disappointed we didn't get to see at least one game with him in it. It, it it will be very interesting how he gets used. I I also kind of think that it was very uh, interesting that every single game, Rowe and Wallace was in that starting lineup, what you think is probably the number one lineup going towards Toluca, until the last game that was actually televised, and then they weren't. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Little gamesmanship mm, there. Peter. Maybe. <laughs> well, let's. Um, we've got real a real soccer game to talk about. Let's just move on to that, and then we can discuss li- the the lineup that will be played. Uh, we were actually going to have a Toluca expert that we we lost at the final moment, and uh, we don't have a whole lot on them, so we're going to focus on the Sporting Kansas City side. Should I see if we can get him after this game for for our next pod? Uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Work. Should we just review though that Toluca has been struggling? Yeah, struggling mightily. And they are the that league, the Mexican league is getting close to the playoffs, and they may need to focus on their match on the weekend against Santos in order to make the playoffs. So they're playing horribly, and they may have to be focusing elsewhere. They're two, four, and one on the season, three road losses in a row, just for some stats. So it seems like a good time. Yeah. And their fans are calling for the coach to be fired. It's <laughs> never a good sign. Who is their coach? Um, good question. And the weather is not going to be compatible for them, I'm sure. Hopefully. <laughs> and also, Sporting Kansas City might be in luck, uh, seeing that two of their players, midfielder William De Silva right. and winger Alexis Canelo, who are two pretty big pieces of uh, of their team, might be out with injuries. So, both leg injuries, by the way. No pity. And especially if they've got a game, an important game coming up the following weekend, definitely won't see them. Pretty... My heart will bleed for them. Will bleed. <laughs> I'm sure it will, Dad. And uh, all of us got our credentials approved, correct? Will all four be there Thursday we will. night? 
Hernan Cristante. I don't know how you pronounce that last name, but that's the name of their manager. Oh, the manager. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe we'll be the final nail in his coffin. <laughs> Let's hope. Let's hope the Lusaluka will be the final. <laughs> yes, this uh, this could be huge. I think we need to get a couple goal cushion while we before we go into their house. A minimum of two, yeah, would yes. be nice. Because away goals do count, so shutting them out and winning by two would be nice. Yeah, man, getting a shutout in the first in the first game against a team that's in midseason form. Especially after that Portland game, like that feels like it was two weeks ago. <laughs> you know? Yeah, the it fans, still hurts. Like, it flew by. It fans, still hurts. Sporting it's, it still fans, hurts. Chiefs fans, Singing. we're all kind of pissed off. <laughs> you know what? Kansas City is unsettled. 2019, there's a lot that's going to rest on the Chiefs and sporting Kansas City in the 2019 <laughs> season for the fans' sake. Two home conference championship losses. That's exactly. That painful. would have ended in Atlanta each time. The irony. So, interestingly... I think that this this was like the shortest offseason Sporting's had ever, I think, because of how late they went and then the early start for CCL. That is actually a good thing in this case. It, they were not off for a long period of time. Guys did not lose a ton of fitness while they were off for that time. And I know Peter said he sent some guys that needed more mental breaks, <clears throat> told them to go away, don't even watch soccer. Just don't play, don't touch, don't watch, go People are laughing at me. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, that throat clear was a fine. I don't have the I don't have the jar here, but that throat clear. That's a freaking fine. That's the definition of a fine. <laughs> it's either clear your throat or like sound like a frog. Do your thing, Dad. Yeah. Don't right. like. <laughs> that was your best Patrick Mahomes impersonation. I don't even know what he sounds like, but a anyway, frog. he does sound like a frog. <laughs> anyway, now have to go listen. But it actually benefits them that there was a short uh, off season. He told some guys not to do anything. He told some guys, you know, some guys had the instructions to go keep, you know, fit, whatever. So hopefully that plays into these guys being ready to go, you know. So what do we think the lineup's going to be? Is that where we're headed, Cody? Yes. Start with the back line. I kind of thought it was pretty straightforward, but maybe not. Well, I... I'd like to see Wallace back there because I think they're going to try to strike on the counter, and I'd love to have his recovery ability there. Nothing against Seth, just that, and I think Wallace is just as good of, well, probably better an attacker. Probably a better attacker, yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, probably okay. worse defender. So, Straight up defender. So we're all on the team that is, again, someone we're trying to replace, <laughs> Sesanovic. <laughs> but we'll see if it actually happens. Yeah. I'm on. I'm. I would like to see Wallace out there too. It's a, it's a tough one. I mean, I, I'm quite okay with either way. You just have to play differently with whoever's in there. Um, so it's kind of probably if Vermees and coaches have figured out who is going to be on that right wing over there or their right mid, that might play into who actually does the start. Also, uh, you know, who's True. hurt or who's not. And it also might play into Wallace starts here and Seth starts there. You know, a little more defensive there. Right. So then going down the line, it would be Beesler, Fontas, and Zussi. I also like Wallace's height at home. Um, you just 
attacking purposes and defending purposes. He is six foot tall, which you know we don't have a whole lot of height in the back line. No, we don't. Yeah, yeah with Ike's I was, yeah, departure. Yeah, that was one of the hardest uh, losses with Ike. Was... Yeah, I mean, yeah. That I was... mean, Fontas is six one, but. I saw the argument of like, oh, no, he was the only thing we went for on set pieces. Well, set pieces never worked anyway. Yeah, so. <laughs> set yeah. pieces are like, whenever a Sporting Kansas City lines up for a corner kick, I'm like, okay, well, now we're, let's take a yeah. throw in. Now let's get the play back and Pretty going. Much, <laughs> hey, there are like, a few. Most of them last year were short corners anyway. Yeah. Uh, trying to take advantage of, you know, Johnny being able to dribble right. through 17 people and the shoot. Johnny hat trick. Oh, oh beautiful. But, it uh, will be. That's like, I think if there's one thing I want to see this season, it's just – more creativity on set pieces and on corner ki- like on getting a corner kick, even throw-ins like throw-ins on the in the opposing half just a little bit i mean take advantage that's what i want to see okay moving on to the midfield Ilya espinoza gutierrez check that i thought you were mentioning maybe they were going to sneak row in yeah, I'm kind of 50-50 on whether they do or not, quite honestly. For Roger? Yeah. The hard part about it is Roger has, you know, CONCACAF experience with, you know, playing and, yep. you know. We uh, need all the CONCACAF we can be get. in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it'll be Roger. But it it is very good that we have, or that Vermees has someone that he thinks can play there because Roger's going to need rest this season. I would, quite honestly, I would say 90% that this last lineup is the one that's going to start. Seth, uh, Roger Save will be the one that starts, with the exception of being shallowy because he was hurt. So if he's even remotely healthy, he probably starts over Gerso. I think that's probably, that is probably the lineup they go with. So, I mean, yeah. you know, I kind of joking earlier about a little gamesmanship with changing up the lineup. I do think those other guys were probably there just to keep, you know, get in sync enough because they will be the first ones to to take over spots. Right. Something to be said, you could add Wallace and Gerso in the last 20 minutes on that left side for some speed and, you know, if we need. Yeah. Be interesting. It's in, I mean, we talked about that deep bench a lot last season, especially with all the injuries that Sporting faced. I mean, it's looking just about as strong, if not stronger, this season, with the exception of maybe a, another center forward piece. Yeah. Well, and w- w- all that talk earlier about center forward, we never talked about Hurtado at all, who is the other designated center forward right and he's just a completely different guy than nemo he's fast and that's awesome and it's it's a change-up guy who if he starts nemo comes in and skills him if nemo starts her title comes Mm -hmm. in and runs at him and again it to me i i know peter likes to have a starting 11 and run with them and for me if i was a coach i would be looking at the lineup going this is the way those guys play this is the guy i start against that Mm -hmm. team you know they got really strong center backs and they're going to beat the crap out of nemo Hurtado starts, right. and we we play a little bit deeper and run at them. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if it's uh, defense, it's a little bit slower. We build up the possession and let slide it into Nemo to take shots from inside the eighteen. You know, yeah. it's just a different scenario. So you're saying all that wisely spent money is allowed all this flexibility? Huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we might start seeing more of that from Peter this season. I feel like last season we we did start seeing him. You know. Get a little more flex and like a little looser with the lineup and doing a little bit more subs, you know, substitutions, which is something that we had discussed a lot is, you know, Peter needs to sub more. He needs to sub more. And I think he was able to the team last year. There was a lot of confidence in each player from the starting lineup all the way down to the end of the bench. So 
hopefully that's and, uh and this year we'll have tyler freeman starting 10 games at center forward <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i mean i can see what the game if? oh go ahead I'm sorry. no i just said what if <laughs> I can see the game Thursday night playing out as ideally, as in we get a lead, 75th minute, we're up 2-0, income, row, income, you know, Gerso, you know, maybe a sub at left back, maybe not. But, you know, that's how I see a lot of the season going. That sounds ideal, up 2 to nothing in 75th. If we, a 2-1 to one is like the best I'm hoping for. I don't think there's any way we can actually get a shutout. But I'll be, I'll be. Even with Toluca down, huh? I'll be very impressed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's still those players are just right, right. You know, I understand. Even, yeah. as a team, they can be playing It'd be poorly, but at the the still the players versus the players, like some right. someone's in mid season shape and the others not. Right, right. And it'll be thirty degrees, and they'll be hating it. So true that, true that. But our guys are coming from the nice weather, also. That's yeah. true. <laughs> yeah, at least they're practicing here, though. Came back a day Tomorrow. early. Hmm? Yeah, probably to get acclimated to the cold weather. <laughs> And laid out on the Son of a... Oh. Son of a... <laughs> okay, so we have to get out of here a little earlier than normal this evening. Allie's but, got a uh, date. You oh, guys sorry. got any... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She had to get her nails done already <laughs> on the way here. Now she's got to leave us early. Oh, no, come on. I like, to, you didn't get your nails done? As we were walking and he goes, yeah, I'm glad you said that because like, I got to get out of here early too. I'm like, okay, cool. I also... Me getting out of here early was still me being here like an hour and 15 minutes. So I wanted to get that early. We all got schedules, all right? But who's got any any final words here? Anything we missed? Are we going to make predictions or no? Oh, predictions? Oh, yeah. We got to do our predictions. I said two to one. All right. on that one. You know what? I'm going to... (laughs) Mostly just to disagree with Cody, but also having faith in Sporting Kansas City and... The fans. You're gonna take my score, aren't you? I might be. And then also, we've got a we've got a defeated team coming in here. They're deflated. Sporting's gonna win two nothing. Okay, nice. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go three one. <laughs> you know, I thought about doing that very same one, Robert. Wow, um, <laughs> that leaves you look me at bad us. with that. You gotta say something crazy <laughs> to be the downer or really hyperbolic. I'm going to not give a score prediction. I'm going to give a total result prediction. Oh, Sporting oh. wins the first leg. Toluca wins the second leg. That's not Sporting shocking. wins on aggregate because Sporting has a bunch of pissed off players that are still pissed off about Portland. So, <laughs> all right. So we score an away goal. Is that what you're trying to say? Or yes. No? Okay. Oh. It'll be something unlikely too. Like, yeah. Right. Like Fontas chips the keeper from 40 <laughs> yards or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> or Ilya scores. No, Put I, I, want, I want Amelia, does, Amelia, does, Amelia comes up for a corner kick, bicycle kicks it in. Yeah. Now you're yeah. talking crazy. Come on, Ilya scoring from the run of play. Yes. Exactly, that would be unlikely. <laughs> right? Yes. No, no, no. I'm I'm looking for a Nemo brace. That would just that would just be so tasty. 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 <laughs> it would. After all of the discussion about not finding a forward, a center forward. If anybody's going to pull anything out of their backside, it's going to be Charlie because that's just what he does. That's, yeah. Yeah. That is what he does. Yeah. But, it, you know, Johnny Russell, I mean, they do have a lot of guys who could actually go down there or here and put a couple goals in, in nothing flat. So, and I mean, I'm, it's, that's the nice thing yeah. is we do, we can look at this lineup and go, yeah, it could be Shallowy, it could be Russell, it could be Nemo, it could be Rowe, it could be Felipe Gutierrez. Well, and we also have to think about Gutierrez, Russell, and Johan have a year under their belts now. I am ready for oh year two, Johan Croce. Yeah, year two, Johan is going is, is to The year be of a... the Johan. <laughs> yeah. What's the Chinese year? The year of the dog or something? It's year of the Johan. Forget what they say. And hey, let's... Croce crazy. You know, I, I just had a thought 
for a second that, oh, we don't have a whole lot of uh, CCL experience. But think about Fontes. He's got Champions League experience. And, gosh, he played in the World FIFA World Club Cup. You know, he has a lot of experience. So I've got that security, you know. Yeah, so. I, was, I was just thinking about that. Like, there are guys that are not going to be, you know, maybe there's a sense of, like, m- the Mexican club superiority in this competition. But, like, yeah, like, Fontas, he's not going to care about that at all. Mm-hmm. Johnny Russell's not going to give a shit about an MLS <laughs> team like that, you know. So yeah. Yeah. Roger's been around. Yeah, and, and that's, Felipe is not going to care about how superior Mexico oh, thinks they are. Oh, hell no. He'll probably know? take it more personal than anybody. You know, Roger's not, Johan's not, Russell's not, Shaloui's cocky enough to not think anybody used to change, <laughs> <laughs> except maybe Zlatan, okay? Um, so, Who's and then you, you have World Cup experience with Beesler and Zussi. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim should have been there, so. Right. <laughs> yeah. So the picture that they tweeted out and then deleted, it's now confirmed that Shaloui has indeed not developed his man muscles yet. <laughs> I don't. I'm. I'm I didn't I'm, look that closely. I've landed on the idea that the man muscles are just not going to come. He's a skinny guy, and he'll be a skinny guy. <laughs> you I, are I looking a lot at their Cody muscles. Cody was lately. zooming in, I was, very, man. very <laughs> zooming in, screenshotting. But I still, I still then didn't he see. Then grabbed a napkin, and it was I still ugly didn't see. from there. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> and it's the line has been crossed. Yeah. I still, I still didn't even see why they. I didn't even notice the point of why they took it down. I didn't at all. Well, if you look on Twitter, some people are saying it's because of Johnny Russell. So, Johnny, keep that in mind. Stinker, you. Okay. Oh, can I say something? Yeah. I I just remembered this, and I thought it was pretty darn funny. Maybe you guys won't, but went to the uh, kit reveal, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And, And afterwards, all these fans in line to get autographs or pictures with players, right? So I'm walking down the the upper runway thing, and this girl <laughs> looks very frustrated, very determined, jumps in Christian Namath's line, which is very long at the time, and she says, I don't even care anymore. That's my future husband up there. Oh. <laughs> she was there Bold. Yeah. Bold. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what I took away from that night. All right. <laughs> at least she didn't say it about Daniel, right, Allie? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah. You campaign for a certain player, and everyone thinks that you are. <laughs> hey. He's Jay, little, I was. He's little brother. He is. Little brother of the pod. And also, potential leading goal scorer of 2019. Maybe we'll make that. Maybe we'll make those predictions next time. That pod. will come. That's a. Pre, the, the, the pre MLS. Right, yeah. Yes. In due time. We need, we need to all have like our definite predictions on goal scorers, assists. Starts. All that crap. Okay, well, thank you for joining us, SKC family. We will We've talk. Missed you. We have missed you very much. But we will talk to you after leg one. Go sporting. Woo! Anything to shake this, but I